Somebody should've told me it would be like this Be like this Be like this Somebody should've told me it would be like this Alright, welcome to the final episode of the Autumn of Trials Pop-Up Cross Country Raleigh City Cross Country Championship season This is episode 16 of the Summer of Miles podcast Thanks for tuning in to hear Sandy and I for the last uh, five or so episodes for this uh, pop-up cross-country season and 16 total now. So if you're listening to this, I assume maybe you came out on Tuesday, maybe you didn't, but Sandy, did you have fun Tuesday? Absolutely. What a great finale. Per usual, you know, when we do things, we make sure the weather's nice. The field (laughs) was in great condition despite a little torrential downpour and some tornadoes going through the area on Monday. And it just set us up for an amazing evening. Times, um, sounds, uh, all things considered, I thought it was a great finale. I, I was just, I'll tell you, the, the, the race, the feel, it had all the feels that one could ask for. It was really cool. You know, it's, it's one of those things that initially when we started talking about doing the pop-up cross-country, we certainly wanted to go all over town and do it. And just the way that things lined up, doing it at Dick's was going to be the only way to kind of do it in our vision. And so, you know, changing it up every week was fun. But then this last week, being able to, you know, debut the big field mile and then throw some hay bales out there in a few spots, having the pumpkin jump, the bagpipes. It really was one of those moments of, you know, when people ask you, what would you do if you could put on a race? You know, Sandy and I are getting to play that video game right now, and it's been a lot of fun this fall. Oh, it's been great. I was, you know, again, you're kind of out there on that big field at Dick's, and, you know, without the city skyline and the backdrop, you know, you might be thinking that you're in some some rolling fields of Ireland or out in, <laughs> you know, out in, in Scot- uh, Scotland, which, you know, of course, we did have bagpipes. I want to shout out Bruce Wright of the NC State Pipes and Drums who came out and uh, played for us for both the youth and the uh, regular, or, you know, in our championship race. Did an epic job. I mean, of course, he had the look of someone straight out of Ireland. He looked like a bagpiper. Yep, and had the kilt and the whole nine, but he did a great job. And that just kind of added to the overall um, sense of, man, this is this is what cross-country is about. So I, I was... That that got I mean, that made me want to that made me want to get out there and run here in this bagpipes. Did it make you want to shoot? Do I now? Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> I'm not sure if I know what that is, Matt. <laughs> All right, I guess you just don't know salt and pepper. Okay, I still <laughs> like the pipes. Maybe that was TLC. I don't know. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> that being said, and down the line, I'd love to have a core of bagpipers out there with the drums like the whole shebang. Yes, yes. Year 1 is done. The inaugural Raleigh City Cross Country Championships are over, but year 2 we can just double down, just make dreams come true. Absolutely. Surprisingly a little bit more than you would expect, but you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't know kind of the, the going rate for for, for those <laughs> things. So, um, maybe we need to do a partnership next year. There had to be some dry cleaning involved, so. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um, but overall an incredible night, Pat. Let's uh, let's kind of run through just the the race results themselves. Um, on the men's side, what we got? Sure, sure. As you guys know, well, the first we had the kids race. Kids race. Yep. So that was a, you know, every every one of our races. A big part of what we're trying to do is to make sure again that we're supporting kind of the up and comers of the cross country scene. We're seeing more. I've seen more in my time. Kids specializing or desiring to even run cross country at an earlier age. And uh, and so again, we always want to make space for that. So every week we've either done a, I think half mile, one thousand meter, or one mile. 
and uh, so we did a 1,000 meter loop ish. Uh, ish. That's right for the kids last night. Probably or rather on Tuesday night had about I'd say about 20. Yeah, uh, 20 or yeah. so kids, and um, and did a great job. We actually. Um, we had a there's a girl who who has finished first or second in a lot of these. I think races. it was Delaney Coleman. Delaney Coleman. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. She did a great job, and a guy named Mark. I remember that. Yeah. Not sure his last she name. She beat up on the boys. She's she's doing a lot of that. I so. was gonna say, yeah, I see some some Mary Shea in uh, in her. <laughs> that's that's a tall order. Yeah, well, it's not she, putting pressure on her yet. But. Yeah, but that's that's what we got here in Raleigh. Her mother's a good runner too. I know that for a fact. So. Absolutely. So that was a great great, great kind of starting um, spot. That was the first night of our first race of the night, and then uh, then we hopped into the big one. Yes, yeah. yeah, the big one. You know. We had, I think, 77 people on the starting line. I don't know if there's any bandits in there, but uh, 77 people with a bib. And, uh, you know, we'd like to thank Jason Biggs and FS Series for coming out and timing the event for us. We had that nice three-loop course with uh, the extra kind of .1 finishing sprint at the end with uh, the nice big finishing tent that uh, you got to run through. So it was cool having more of an official race with this. Um and, and it was a, you know, it was a well-contested race on the men's and women's side, and the team battle was intense. We'll get to that, but, you know, that top, let's see, we put the top 10 on the press release. If you want to know the top 10, you can go ahead and dig into that. We'll just kind of go through the podium for the men and women here and for the team results. Um, Chris Petty from Raleigh was 17-22. He was running for the Bond Brothers Run Club. Second place was Andrew Palumbo. 1716, also running for the Bond Brothers Run Club. Duke grad. Duke grad, yep. We won't hold that against him. Hmm. Um, and then Omar Abdulrahman. You've probably seen Omar running around town, but he won the race, had a pretty big lead. 1647, running for Trophy Brewing Company. Um, just looked great out there. You know, these, these guys were running, as Sandy said, a true cross-country race. So the times probably don't really reflect how fast it, uh, they were running because we had those two jumps, two hay bale jumps, and the one pumpkin jump every lap that people seemed to kind of weave through by the time they got to that second lap. Legs were starting to get a little heavy. I know. <laughs> well, and uh, I just wanted wanted to be known, put on the record, that I wanted to do a two-stacker on the hay bales, but Pat said, now let's keep it at one. <laughs> Thank you for those who jumped it. I did see a few who tried to run around it. Um, we don't have any pictures of it, so we can't hold it against you. But I do know there were some folks who did not do officially what they were supposed to. But it added that kind of Euro vibe that we were going for. Yeah, definitely. It, it was one of those things that uh, I wish they had this at more cross-country races. It was fun to see people get over it. But we did hear a lot of people at the, at the post-race party saying, you know, after that second lap, that those hay bales looked about three feet high as opposed to, you know, 18 inches or whatever they were. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a great little addition that we you know, we added to the loops. Just keep it interesting, you know? Yeah. Cross-country is not – it's, it's effort-based. It is not time-based. And uh, as, you know, as some of these times show, it, it may not look the fastest. But there was there was obstacles out there. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, it, and it was it was still real running. There was right. it, this wasn't a tough mudder. There was no you know wall to climb, and there was nothing that you had to jump on where you might get shocked. Um, you were allowed to wear normal socks. You didn't have to wear the calf socks for this, and no headband was required. That's so. right. Well, and someone did ask, were we going to light those things on fire, the hay bales <laughs> on fire, to keep it interesting? Um, no, no, we, no, we're not, okay? We still like real running, yeah. but uh, we spiced it up a little bit. Yeah, we so. wanted it to be an appropriate obstacle, but nothing that could cause life. Cherries or fire, shout out. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> so what about the women's side? So the women, they had a big group going, and... Uh, as we most of us know around Raleigh, 
uh, of course, Sarah Rapp, Andy Cazzarelli, more than, more than anything, um, have, have some pretty big credentials. But they chose to run as a pack in true cross-country style. And the top three ended up being Andy was third in there, Rita Dory was second, and then the big winner, Shauna Jones. Shauna Jones just kicking hard for the, for that uh, individual plate. You know, she actually she ran at LSU. She was a 400 meter runner. Go Tigers! Got a Nike contract. How about that? Husband is Dr. David Jones of Bone uh, Bone and Joint Clinic, so a, a reputable doctor in town. Um, their daughter ran cross country Broughton. Full circle. So all in the family. And, uh, yeah, she killed it. I mean, again, we're not going to say age, but definitely a little older than the rest of the crew. Yep. But looked real fresh out there. Yep. As somebody who's not a junior athlete anymore myself, go Shauna. Yeah. Look good out there. Way to take the dub. Yeah, very impressive. Um, one of the cool things that you know we're able to do is get folks back out running cross country again, like we said, that may have not run ever, or at least it's been since high school. So it's fun to be able to get back out there. And I think that, uh, I really think that what we started this year, we're going to be able to really build on in the years to come. But, you know, the cool part this year is that we had some really cool trophies. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We had, of course, the plates for the men's individual and uh, women's individual winner, which was a lot of fun. And then we had the bad boy, the Hayes Barton Bowl. Mr. Greg Dame was in charge of getting the hardware, picked it up over at Johnson and Lamb, and this bowl, when we asked him to get something that you could drink out of, we were imagine imagining something maybe like thirty-two ounce-ish size. You could put probably two milk jugs in this thing. Absolutely. And I think, you know, a lot of us are familiar with the Stanley Cup, which is given to the NHL team that wins the their you know their final their their championship. But this that's a cup. This was a bowl. Yes. It's like when you go to the restaurant and you're like, no, I don't want a cup of chili, I want a bowl of chili. <laughs> a very big bowl. Very big. This would have been the bowl where if you eat the whole thing, you don't have to pay, you get a free t shirt and your picture on the wall. <laughs> that's right. One of the kids asked if it was made of gold. Um, and we said yes. Absolutely. It's a type of fool's gold. <laughs> but uh, it was an incredible trophy. To go yeah. with the Irish theme, yes. Absolutely. But it, it was fun to be able to have that. We actually had all those located on some hay bales with pumpkins, and we're able to display that. So hopefully if you're out there, you got to see this thing of beauty. But we're excited because there was a winner this year. Yes, there was. Well, there was a lot of winners. We're all winners in this game. We're all having fun. And uh, thanks for everybody for coming out, too. You know, this was a four-week thing. Um, you know, the first three were free. We did have a small charge on this last one. So thanks for kicking out a few bucks. It certainly helps uh, helps us do the next thing that we're dreaming up. But, but the podium for the team results was third place, the Oak City Recovery Run Club. I know they run Tuesday nights out there at Dixalock, so they were pretty familiar with the territory. They had a surprise guest this night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, For those who have been have grown up in the running community, you would know him as Jamil Muhammad. But um, for those who may be in the music scene, what would you know him, know this guy as? Boulevards. That's right. Boulevards Funk. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Jamil is a guy I've actually been running with him ever since Junior Olympics. When the, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of his club. He ran at Southeast Raleigh and then went on to run at UNC Charlotte. Yep. And Jamil's an accomplished runner, but um, even maybe even a more accomplished musician yep. with um, Boulevards, uh, an incredible funk artist. Yeah, true funk. True funk. Old school. 
I'll tell you, his, I was watching some of his YouTube vids, and they have a really cool filter on the videos they do. Interesting. Well, we'll you know end this episode with some Boulevard's Funk. And I know he has a new album coming out in December. December. And he told us he has a race coming up. I believe he might be running the City of Oaks marathon or half marathon or 10K. So if you see a guy out there like super cut, you will know Jamil is out there, Boulevard's. Check him out, Boulevard's Funk. Just Google that. I know he's Twitter got a Twitter is I page. am Boulevard's. Yes, there you go. Follow him. Good dude. Definitely getting back into running now. He ran that race off no training. He ran like 1830. So Very that'll impressive. work. Yeah. And that's a great thing about the things we put on there. It's, it's, it's you know, no pressure. So even if you haven't put the miles in you want, you can still come out there, give it your best effort, and enjoy the camaraderie. And that's what we're about. So that was that was the third place. Second yep. place being second place. Shout out to these guys, Fleet Feet Raleigh and Morrisville. They they're one of the running stores locally who has been with us from day one since the Sandman Mile has always supported what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, always good with the likes and the retweets and letting the people know in the store to come out. They had a really strong four person team that in the team scoring finished fifth, seventh, eleventh, and fifteenth. And, you know, in most most games, you're going to win that. But uh, it was a very close, tight match. So barely squeaking them out with, a, like, the 15-person team or so was the, the Bond, Bond Brothers, Brothers Run, Run Club. Club. <laughs> there we go. Bond Brothers, of course, being a brewery in downtown Cary. They um pretty linked in with the running community. They yeah. put on the beer mile there. They've got a great run club there, too. Another another group that, since they opened, they have uh, put a team out at Sir Walter um, I know Andy out there is a big runner and has always been a um, big, very big supporter of us and has always helped us get beer for whatever charity we're supporting for Sir Walter. So not only that, they have a huge run club that I believe meets on Wednesday nights. I think so. Sure. Um, but yes. Yeah. Tuesdays, actually. Tuesday? Because I remember a guy coming to run and said he was going out there after. Well, there you go. Anyhow, check the website. <laughs> but I will say, next time you go out, to, or next time you go to the Bond Brewery's Brewery, Bond Brothers Brewery, which we do recommend. Yes. You're going to see, what, what will they be having on a shelf? The Hayes Barton Bowl will be there. It is a massive, massive trophy. It's really cool. If you hadn't checked out our Instagram, Sir Walter Myler, go over there and see it. There's a picture of Sandy standing beside it. And it really is like a couple feet high. It, it is really cool. And it was, uh, it was fun to see these guys uh, take a bunch of pictures with it, then bring it out to the after party. Um, hopefully it is still sterile and, and able to be uh, imbibed out of. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was fun to see them really, really take it to heart. And this will just make the you know competitiveness for Hayes Barton Bowl too just that much more next year. I was gonna say now. This was a uh, this is truly a technicality, Pat. But the way I understood it is that bowl will be brought back for the next team, or is that theirs to keep for this sh- like for for posterity? I think they keep it for a year, then bring it back. I think so too. I like the idea of a traveling trophy. I agree, because otherwise everybody in town has one. You know, I mean, if we're going to use the model, does the Stanley Cup? It doesn't stay with one team. No, it no. travels. The only reason we'll change that is if we have to hire a bodyguard to be with it at all times. It's not quite in the budget yet. Maybe we'll start a GoFundMe, but absolutely, and that that bodyguard will definitely always have to have white gloves. <laughs> very, very much. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, but we want the goodness of the bowl to be spread around so that everyone can get a sight or a taste, uh, depending on how how well you know the people. But make sure you go by and congratulate that brewery and their crew, and uh, just get a you can get a picture of that. Um, if someone wanted to hashtag it. 
Hayes Barton Bowl. We'd love yep. to see pictures of people with it throughout the year. Yes, definitely. Uh, and we'll put that on Stephen Gore, the captain of the Bond Brothers team, who is recruiting everybody that had a, had a pulse to run on that Bond Brothers team. <laughs> Absolutely. And shout it out paid to, off. <laughs> shout out to Stephen Gore for his hounding to get a great team together, to get the win. And, uh, you know, Stephen has been a supporter of what we have done from the get-go. So we always appreciate folks who have been with us from the start. And um, he's very active on social media. So um, get in touch with him. Yep, he'll, he'll tag you. Don't worry. Absolutely. Um, and we wanted to give a quick shout-out to the other teams that participated as well. Um, Bull City Track Club had somebody come over. We love those guys. Uh, if you're in Durham looking for some running shoes, definitely go by Bull City Running. Yep. See Ellen um, and the crew over there. F3 FIA, they had a few folks come out. I know that uh, they're very active in the community, so we look to continue to have them come run our events. Going the distance was the Adams Family, and their title was based on the cake song. Yes. (laughs) Some of the highlights for me were singing the entirety of that song with that family. The kids knew it, too. Shout out to to them. Big ups to what all they did. Uh, It's cool to see a whole family get behind. Five kids. Five kids. Came every week. Every week. Uh, sometimes doubling up on the races, youth and the regular. Yeah. So that was fun to have them out there. So shout out to going the distance. Yeah. House of Hops had another big group, and we're you know over over where I live in in the Sir Walter Studios here in Five Points, we're getting a House of Hops here in the next few months down at really? the corner of Lake Forest and McNeil. So we'll be excited to have another House of Hops Run Club Part Two. I know they got a good one up there off. Off Glenwood, so we'll we'll look forward to their opening. There we so go. Thanks, House of Hops, Charlene and the crew. Um, Trophy Brewing, of course, been a big supporter since day one. Mm-hmm. David uh, Meeker and the crew, you know, Omar took the win, and uh, we had the after party over there at Maywood. If you didn't come, you missed out another epic after party for a Sir Walter event. Um, if you're not of age, you can still come out. Have the Doctor Browns. Absolutely. Cherry soda. Yeah. That's what it was. We were looking for that last week. <laughs> Runology, of course. Uh, they've, they've been supporters. You know, Runology run tonight. Um, I don't know if we'll have this up by then, but 6 o'clock, get a run in, go state a beer, have, have some water, a kombucha, or maybe a Zima, whatever you're into. Absolutely. And then Rappel's Fools. This is just a guy, Robert Rappel, just got some of his friends together, put a team together, and they finished uh, sixth. So pretty solid. Raleigh Distance Project up next, all-female team, Charlie's Angels of Sorts. Absolutely. Just crushing it, just one through seven, real strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth-place team, purple. the Purple Cobras. Now, I asked Pat, I said, Pat, where did this come from? Because for me, I was thinking the game show, the old Nickelodeon game show, Legend of the Hidden Temple, but I think it's actually from Dodgeball. Is that correct? That is correct. It's Purple Barracudas, I think, is the... I'd stand to be corrected, but Legend of the Hidden Temple, shout out to that amazing game show. One of the best things put out by Nickelodeon, in All my right. opinion. <laughs> We're not even going to get into Disney Channel original movies. There's... <laughs> so so yeah. that's it. You know, thanks for everybody who came out and ran. You know, congrats to the winners. The Bond Brothers crew, you know, don't break the bowl just yet. If I see it out there, I want to have some of that, that stride in there. They have some good running theme beers out at Bond Brothers, too, if you hadn't had them yet. Very, very delicious stuff. Give you a reason to get outside the belt line. Yeah, well, <laughs> absolutely. And, and, and again, let it be known that this was actually a Raleigh City Cross Country Championship. You know, the first three were just more of our part of our pop up, but this this final one we actually partnered with the city, and so we were able to have that superlative as the Raleigh City Cross Country Championship. I uh, don't know too many other cities who kind of have this outside of maybe the high school context. 
And uh, I think uh, we've, we're, we're on the front, the cutting front pioneering edge of bringing folks back into the cross-country realm as adults, pairing it with the kids. And uh, so this was an, indeed a championship race. And, uh, and I think that's a, something really cool that Raleigh can put our flag in the ground and say, yeah, we're, we're doing this. And it's also a cool way to activate Dix, which is a big part of uh, what we're trying to do in our partnership. If you're out there, you saw the stakes. Now, Pat, tell us about are those, are those, are those stakes in the ground that had the, the you know, distances around the field, are those going anywhere? Not anytime soon. Thanks for asking, Sandy. That is going to be the big field mile out at Dix. If you've paid attention to any Sir Walter stuff in the past six months, you'll know this was a plan that I submitted to the city for the Idea Raleigh program. We did not win, but they still chose to do it anyway. And I think we were the first out of the ground, per se, um, from this program. So if you go out there, you'll see those neon green wooden stakes around the field. There are markers on each stake of 100 meters, and there's a few just to you know mark you around the turns as well. But you can go around those either way, and you'll have every 100 meters up to that mile mark. So you can do some, some loops. You can do a personal crit race. If you just need to walk, you just want to jog, whatever you need to do, that's going to be up there for the foreseeable future. So we hope you go check it out and uh, enjoy the activation. And you can, you can, it's a mile loop, a full mile, and you can go both ways, which yep. is great. Up or down the hill, we have it marked both ways. And I think the, the stakes are malleted deep into the ground so as not to be affected by any wind, rain, snow even. Well, and, and part of this too is this is a fun project that we did. And the idea is it's very temporary. When, when they start building all kinds of things to make the park more Central Park or pulling parked out, um, these things will probably go away. But if you're out there running and you see one down, just, just pop it back in the ground for us. We would appreciate that. Um, we do have replacements to kind of fix it as needed, but it should give you another option of a place to go run that is well marked. You know, Greg and I and Sandy went out there with the wheel and marked off every hundred meters. So, you know, I don't, I don't care what your garment says. This is legit. And this is, Pat, there's a Strava, a Strava, a Strava loop out there, correct? On this There is a Strava segment, segment yes. So um, go out there, run it, and, you know, it'll pop up. You'll see what it is. You'll see where you, you lie in, in the ranks, and then go out there and take the win. You know, Absolutely. push it. And do you still have the top time? Let's see. Let's see where the top times are. I think it's still around 518 or so for the fastest mile loop out there. Was that within the race? I believe this was within the race, 518 or 520. So if you want to go out there and just hammer a hard mile, um, this might be your chance to, to get the king of the mountain. And here we go. We're looking up right now. Shout out to Strava for... I'm not saying they're partnering with us, although we'd be willing to entertain any, uh, any yes, suggestions. Drama. We are here for you. You can go ahead and throw us something, maybe free premium for, for myself, Sandy, yeah. if we can get him on Strava. That might incentivize him to get on Strava. Very much so. I saw Laura Berry join the other day, so shout Laura. out Laura Berry. She caved. <laughs> so the men's course record is 518 by Omar, and the women's course record is currently 629 by Andy Cazzarelli. So go check that out. See if you can knock those times out. The clockwise version, which was not the version that we raced, it looks like some people have run it over the years accidentally before we put the markers up. So shout out Gavin Combs on a 616. He's got he's got the KOM there. And let's see where the women's lies on that. I don't think a woman has run the clockwise version yet. So if you're a female, go out there, run the clockwise version of the Big Field Mile. 
get yourself one of those little gold trophies on your Strava cabinet. Boom. Absolutely. No, that's what needs to be done. You know, this race, we again, part of what we get we get to do is because we partner with some folks, and we want to give a couple shout-outs and big-ups to a couple people and groups. I want to start out with the uh, Raleigh Parks and Rec Recreation with Scott Payne. Um, Scott has, you know, he's, of course, been on this podcast and um, was out there on Tuesday night, and they've been a huge help with from the maintenance crew out there to just meeting and talking and discussing some of their plans and bringing us into those conversations. So appreciate Scott and of course yeah. his wife, Leslie, who's coach at Meredith. They've, uh, they're doing some great work um, within the parks and rec here in Raleigh and excited to see that how that's going to translate to uh, this, you know, at Dorothea Dix as well, but appreciate them. And he brought out a gentleman, uh, Mark, and I can't remember his last name, but Mark was a former cross-country coach. Up Cortland in State. Cortland State. Yep. First time he had been out there this year to see, and uh, he's over at Lake Johnson helping mm-hmm. to run programs over there. So it was great to have both of them out, um, as well as Grady Bussey. 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 Grady Bussey, who is the director and head coach of the Raleigh Rockets, which is the uh, city-sponsored track club starting in March. It's $25 to join. And they're doing great work in different, at 13 different locations throughout the city. So we're hoping to also pair them with or uh, get them involved on the cross-country side as well. But right now it's a, a track-only program. But they're doing some really cool things at an incredible value um, with some great expertise. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, Grady and crew for being out there as well. Yep, no doubt, and, and of course, you know we mentioned him earlier, but um, you got some of you guys may or may not know Greg Dame has been a huge help to us specifically for cross country. He's helped us with Sir Walter along the way, but he was super hands on this year, um, so it was a lot of fun working with him. Jason Honeycutt, if you haven't seen him, seen your pictures on Facebook yet, go check that out. I know he's getting ready to drop the the photos from the championship he had a picture this week in runner's world so it's fun to see him climb up the ranks and he does good good work so good, good work gets rewarded he literally climbed on a ladder to get <laughs> pictures so i mean it, it's kind of parallel work there um also too we really appreciate um caroline Lindquist. you know her and kate pierce are really been involved not only with the activate dicks but just all the goings on out there from tours to getting meetings together they're really at the core of these efforts uh, with Dorothea Dix as they began to work out this master plan. And Carolina did a great job, you know, coming out, helping. She was even, you know, putting the stakes in the ground after this, yep. the rainstorm on Monday. So I appreciate all the work that she ha- did on the ground with us. And I know that um, Kate Pierce kind of gave her the go-ahead to be involved. So really appreciate both of them and the work they're doing. And, and then, of course, even just them being out there in person. Um, that really showed their, their uh, desire to be involved but also support. Yep. And so uh, they're doing some awesome work. If you haven't been out there, you got to check it out. Dorothea Dix is an incredible asset to the city. That's just facts. Yeah, it's great. Make sure you check it out before they, you know, Disney World it too, because it's really a nice green space now. I believe they might have some movies out there this weekend. They had one awesome. last weekend. Yeah, Three thousand people showed up. They're doing something Halloween themed. Not sure what that's going to look like, but I'm also hoping. I think you know something, Pat. You and I talked about. It's a perfect space in that big field for some sort of music festival. We heard about an artist that might be playing there this year or next year and it is it's going to be freaking baller i yeah if you, yeah yeah fingers <laughs> crossed if this thing comes through um dicks will be activated beyond our wildest imagination yes yeah it'll be really cool so um yeah lastly just also too yep and, and appreciate uh, jason biggs with the fs series you know they did the timing him and actually he was training Andrew Jordan. I, I worked with Andrew Jordan at Capron Walk. So small world connecting, but Jason and Andrew did a great job 
um, providing the uh, really on the you know immediate results for us. And they do a lot of work here, so check them out fsseries.com. Uh, they do a lot of the local races uh, throughout the state, and uh, they're also involved in triathlon. So appreciate Jason coming to work with us, and he's been again a supporter. And they make some epic hats. So Jason, I'll wait for the next installment of y'all's <laughs> really cool hats. All right, so that's pretty much your wrap up for the Raleigh City Cross Country Championship at Dick's. One thing we wanted to touch on real quick too before we kind of sign off for a little bit here is what's next with Sir Walter running, Sir Walter Myler, kind of what are we going to have anything to do is was our big question Tuesday before the pop-up miles because we've got a few months before that. But, um, Sandy, what are your, your thoughts on, on that? Ooh, big question. Um, I, uh, in, just in terms of the podcast, I think you can expect to see something from us in December with a year in review. I think being able to kind of walk through Sir Walter, downhill mile, pop-up miles, and, uh, and, of course, Sir Walter Myler, you know, and then really walking through pop-up cross-country. And then, you know, I think we can look forward. You know, I know we're always in the space of dreaming and creating, and I think we might be doing some really cool stuff involving the greenways in a relay possibly. Um, don't want to throw out also the possibility of some really cool, unique, maybe off-the-wall type road race that would be at an odd time. I think we're always <laughs> trying to figure out, hey, what are things that are cool that we'd want to do and then bring them to you guys and uh, get some feedback and then just you know put them on for a great value and with excellence. So I think, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I think we'll have some announcements to make in December about what might happen between then and then, of course, next summer 2018. Hard to believe we'll be here before you know it and we'll be kicking off the summer of Miles and Sir Walter Myler again with with all that that entails. So that's kind of what I see coming down the pike. Pat, what's your what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. You know, if you've talked to us, we have some ideas in mind. If you have ideas for what you think might be a cool race or cool kind of event to do, shoot them our way. You know, we are all ears. We, we certainly are the people standing up there, but it hasn't gone. We only do it because we enjoy it. It hasn't gone through tons of people saying, hey, if we did this pop-up miles, would you come out? Hey, if we have this professional track meet, do you think people would come? Like, do people want to run cross-country? Like, these are all heavily tested things. So if you've heard Sandy or I talk to you about some idea we might have, get, give us honest feedback because we want to do cool stuff, but mostly we want you to show up if we do it. So if you have ideas, send them to us. Um, we continue to develop kind of Sir Walter running as an expanded brand beyond just the Sir Walter Myler, and I hope you've uh, picked up on that and enjoyed the ride with us. Most of you have. If you're listening to this, um, we're keep we're continuing to push the kind of marketing wing, singlet public relations. If you've gotten a press release from us, that's where it comes from. If you're putting on a race, we are happy to help. So reach out to us um, between the podcast and just our connections through the running media. We would love to help you have a successful event as well. Absolutely, and if you want to, you know, um, if you want to, sometimes either be on the podcast or even we can do a segment for you. That's something that you know we'd love. We're running all that through the Singlet PR, and uh, and that's a great way too. Also, if you're you know, interested for um, to hear kind of about how this has started, how this was created, kind of hear the story behind Sir Walter Myler. We've uh, we've put together a pretty cool presentation, and uh, just get in touch with us with that singlet PR. That's the singlet public relations, kind of doing marketing and media in a digital age. Um, and Pat, what's the way that someone, if someone wanted to reach out to to singlet PR, what are, what are those modes of communi- of 
I mean, contact. You, you could hit us up at all the normal channels, of course. Um, singletpr at gmail.com, summerofmiles at gmail.com, Sir Walter Running at gmail. Um, you know, Sandy and I are both on Facebook, Twitter, all that. So we should be pretty easy to get a hold of. If you don't see us at a local run, we are, we are available. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, we are both obviously volunteers for this. But one thing we don't really push out there that is another way that you could help us continue to do these events is, um, you know, if you're potentially buying a house or need a mortgage in Raleigh, both Sandy and I work in the real estate business. Um, Sandy is a realtor. I am a mortgage banker. Um, we are lucky enough to work with a lot of runners. And a lot of the reason we are able to have the free time to put these events on is because we do a lot of work for you and it allows our families to, to eat and, and thrive and, you know, continue to have the free time to do these events. So thank you for doing that. And if, you know, you know people, please, uh, Feel free to refer them to us. We are we always have time for that. Absolutely. Again, and, and I wish we make it known that's that is not a shameless plug. You know, that's something that this is what we do, we enjoy. It's a way we get to serve and provide for our families and then also with you know, by doing that, the extensions we get to provide for the running community. And uh, both of Pat and I know this area, um, love real estate, and would love to be able to serve you in this capacity. So please keep us in mind, uh, Sandy at loveitproperties.com and <laughs> pat.priceatmovement.com all right let that's, it be our, n- that's our professional that's if you right. want to hit us up in that world we're there too but you know finally thanks again for listening the first person who listens to this podcast this far an email summerofmiles at gmail.com we have one last autumn of trials long sleeve to go it's a red long sleeve in a, in a large unisex size if you email summerofmiles at gmail.com we'll bring it to you Absolutely. Guys, it's been a joy. Love this time of the year. Love what we've been able to do. Thanks for joining us, your support. Excited to uh, to see out on the roads, the trails at Dorothea Dix, and I uh, look forward to hopping back uh, for a year in review uh, around December. That's it, y'all. A few, few quick things before we say goodbye. If you're in Raleigh this weekend, go hit up that Raleigh Distance Project run on Sunday, starting from Rhinology. Just Google that info or Facebook it. Uh, the City of Oaks Marathon is coming up November 5th, and I believe that's going to be it for the year. But we will we will be in touch. Hit us up, and thank you for supporting Sir Walter Running. Peace.